Welcome back to the Facts About Packs podcast. I'm Michaela Isler, NAPAC's Pack's Executive Director, and I'm joined as always by Adam Belmar. Adam, it's October 2022, and Election Day is fast upon us, my friend. Oh, I know, Michaela, and the listeners of this podcast are right in the middle of it. And that's really why we're bringing this episode on PacMatch right now. Every contribution to an employee-funded or business trade association PAC is being made by an individual, by choice, and with purpose. And even though Election Day is top of mind for all of us right now, the real and frequently unexpected challenges many of us meet are the ones that test our purpose. Hurricane Ian, Michaela, was a devastating reminder of how vulnerable our communities can really be. Such a sad time and and really, Adam, a stark reminder that answering the question, what can I do to help, is something your PAC can do through a PAC match program. Coming up, a wide-ranging conversation with Betsy Strong, Director of Political Programs at CVS Health, about PAC match programs. The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's NAPPAC activities, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community, Michaela. Joining us now is a government affairs professional, Adam, with impeccable credentials and the kind of experience required to give us perspective on pack match programs and the different ways they can work within your association or corporation's culture. Betsy Strong, Director of Political Programs at CBS Health, welcome to the Facts About PACs podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Betsy, thank you for being here and sharing your experience with pack match programs with all of us. As Michaela said, it's incredibly important that we be able to give people a way to help and a way to answer the question of what can I do to help? You've seen it firsthand, how it can work in different organizations with distinct cultures. So let's start with the common denominators. Are there any that you see when it comes to successful pack match programs? I do. There are two common denominators that I think a lot about when I'm thinking about a successful pack match program. One is the administrations. Are you getting the money out to the charities that you all committed to? And is that being done in a timely way? But then also you have to look at, you know, it's a pack match program for a reason, right? You want it to help grow your pack. So is it the type of program that's helping you grow your pack? And I would say, is there, I would, you know, what I think about, is there an awareness of that program? So awareness and marketing, I would think of as the second common denominator. You know, Bessie, I think about when we go through something as challenging as like a hurricane or other, you know, natural disasters, I think that awareness is important. How often are you communicating about this option for employees so that when there is a situation that may interest your employees to give back, how do they know and where do they go? Sure. So I would say in every single solicitation that I send, any communication that I send that involves a PAC includes a tagline regarding my pack match program. I'll have my message and at the very end, I'll say, hey, don't forget, you can double your impact by contributing to the pack. It's in every single communication that I send. Um, It's in the video that I produced this year. It's all over my website. So I honestly, I couldn't market it more. Um, And I would say it's probably the first thing that comes to mind when people are soliciting on behalf of Yeah, I think that's been my experience as well as I've talked to practitioners, Betsy, that it might be the thing that is at the bottom of an email or it's part of, but maybe towards the end of a communications piece. But it's also one of the first things that we hear back from people who participate and people who are giving to the pack. It's not the 
great benefit that comes along. It's this is one of the reasons, primary reasons that I love doing this. That is connecting with people. And, 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 and that's the only way to find success here, right? I mean, I think that, you know, one of the reasons why people enjoy it so much is because they feel like, hey, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doubling my impact, right? So not only am I helping my, my company, but I'm also helping my community. It's just a great way for people to be able to feel like they're doubling their impact and seeing their dollars come home. So whether it be that, you know, their contribution through the pack, um, you know, supports their company, but then also might help a fellow colleague or employee, someone that they know, or, you know, it goes to a charity that is in their community that they're close to. It makes them feel good about, you know, the fact that their dollars are supporting both the company that they're working for, but also the community that they're a part of. You know, Michaela, when we talk to guests on this show frequently, we think about where the physical footprint of the business is, and they're thinking about the lawmakers and the decision makers and leaders that live in that area and around. But the same is true for the, where our employees live their lives and where they want to see the benefit of the energies going on with their corporation and their community culture. Absolutely. That's why I love this program so much. And, and we wanted to feature it on the show today because there's just, I think, a lot more opportunity out there for our member organizations to engage in this type of effort. Um, and we want to shine a light on it because especially in the aftermath of something like Hurricane Ian, I know that employees are asking, how can I help? What can we do? Uh, this is another way to, to show support for those in need. Um, so Betsy, let's, let's, if you don't mind, draw a little bit on your experience across, you know, organizations, um, programs that you've run. What examples specifically can you share about how pack match can be tailored to fit with an established culture? Sure. So I'll start with you know, my current employer, CVS Health, and how we run our pack match program. So at CVS Health, if you give $250 annually, we'll match 50% to a qualifying charity of your choice. We put qualifying in there just to make sure that you know it is a charity that's registered with the, the IRS as a 501c3, um, and that they haven't said anything that might be inflammatory that wouldn't align with CVS Health's values. And this is really a great way. Um, it really aligns with CVS Health's culture because we're always talking about, you know, we're in the community. What are we doing to make it a healthier community? So this is a great way for people to say, okay, you know, here I am, I'm giving to the PAC, which is helping to support the company, which is supporting communities. But then also I'm using those PAC match dollars to support the community in a way that is personal to me. I have some great testimonials that people have shared, how valuable that match has been for, you know, some of those smaller organizations in their communities. At my previous employer, the way that we did it was it was actually a double match. So if you gave $1 to the PAC, the company would give $2 to the employee relief fund. So you could only give to the PAC match only went to the employee relief fund as opposed to CVS Health, where you know you could give to a wide variety of charities. And that was a great cultural fit because there everyone really rallied around the employee relief fund. During the campaign for the employee relief fund, there were participation reports. You know, this team is at 85% participation and people, you know, were really leaning on each other to make sure that they were getting to 100% participation. And if you did give to the pack, you got credit for giving. So um, their participation was included there. So it was a great fit. It goes to show that it really does matter what's going on, you know, how your organization is set up for it to be tailor your program for that cultural fit. So Betsy, it's interesting what level of latitude they provide for the choice of charity. From an administrative perspective, particularly at CVS Health, since you do allow the choice of charity, 
how do you administer that? That's got to be a lot for you and the organization to, to your point at the top of the show, making sure that actually those dollars do end up where they were intended to be. Sure. So I could not recommend more hiring a vendor to help you with this. So, you know, at my previous employer, because everything was going to just one charity, it was super easy. You just calculated the numbers at the end of the year, told the company, hey, this is this is what you all owe for the pack match. And you were done, you know, other than making sure that the participation reports were, were working. It was super simple. Um, at CVS Health, it certainly is more complicated. Um, everything from you know, making sure that people designate a charity, making sure that, you know, we have identified everyone who's eligible and then making sure that the dollars are getting out to the charity. It certainly can be a time consuming ordeal. So we do employ a vendor whose sole focus is to help us with the pack match. And they do everything from help us set up our communication to help so that people can figure out who they want to designate their charity to, to sending out the checks, to validating the organizations making sure that they are registered with the IRS, making sure that they, you know, they haven't said anything inflammatory, um, you know, confirming what type of organization they are and whatnot. Honestly, without them, I don't know that we would we would have a pack match. That is uh, the kind of sage advice that we were hoping to get. We obviously want to raise awareness generally about pack match, but for those in our community who do know about it and want to know more and want to see if they can get one started, these are the things you need to hear about, uh, the things that you need to be thinking about and what other help you're going to have. But I want to focus for a second, Betsy, on the benefits, right? The sort mm-hmm. of compounding benefits of a pack match program. From your perspective, if you do implement a well-conceived and then well-executed pack match program, does it help members connect the dots between supporting the company and all of the things that go into that pack program as well as their community? I think so. So, I mean, I whenever I set up a solicitation, you know, I don't lead with the pack match. I certainly don't. I talk about what, you know, what is a pack? What's the why should you support it? And, you know, what are we doing with our dollars? And then I talk about the pack match. Um, so, I, you know, I obviously want people to be giving to the pack because of the pack and then have the pack match be, you know, an added bonus. And that is really how I talk about it. And, but I do think it really does help people tie things back to the community. Um, and I think that's evident in the testimonials that I've seen. So you, I have great testimonials about people talking about, hey, um, I had this, you know, this small charity and, you know, I gave them $500 last year and you would have thought that I gave them a million, you know, it's just those $500 for a smaller organization in a smaller community really goes a long way. And they would talk and they could say, you know, like we provided X amount of backpacks to kids that were in need. And um, that I mean, I think that's for those that... Um, know about those charities, being able to connect, you know, be able to see that through is, um, it, it really does help them connect, connect those dots. And then to be able to tell that story certainly is, you don't often get like tearjerker stories for the pack, but you do when you talk about the pack match, like most organizations, right, have the employee relief fund during a time of disaster, whether it's Hurricane Ian, you know, I remember at my previous job, it was, you know, the tornado that had hit Joplin. That you know the employees really, really needed that additional support. So the company put out email saying, "Hey, we could really use some some additional support to this fund because there's going to be a big increase in grants because so many people were impacted." And the pack match was so valuable at that time because people were supporting, and you know they were able to increase you know 
either increase, which led to a double in their participation, um, you know, something maybe they financially couldn't have done. So it was just a great way for them to feel like they were there for their colleagues. I have to imagine too, Betsy, that particularly for the Gen Z community, uh, the younger generation that's coming up in the workforce, not that we all aren't philanthropically minded and want to give back in our communities, but particularly with Gen Z, you know, this is, we know, a very important aspect of working and finding an employer that really does care about philanthropy and giving back to their community. You may not have the stats now, but are you seeing an increase in interest in sort of your Gen Z, you know, employee base? Or is that something you're going to be tracking or thinking about in the future? I mean, I certainly think it's something that I want to stay close to. What I have noticed is for those that aren't, you know, like at the VP level, those that are kind of the rising stars of the company, when they do contribute, I do notice that they're giving at the minimum $250. So that tells me, hey, I'm giving, I want the pack match benefit. And then for me, I look at that and I say, okay, this is someone who I can engage with. I can have a conversation with them. And maybe as they grow with the company, get them to grow with their PAC contribution as well. In the case of those listeners who are out there who are compelled, interested, and see that true value proposition, and they think, okay, I need to do some action on my end to try and build a coalition here within the pack and within other quarters of the company to see if this can be something we can get off the ground. What advice do you have, even if you've mentioned some of it already, take us through what first timers, people who are going to start building that coalition and filling out the waters of pack match should be looking for and aware of? Sure. So I certainly would be getting the the buy-in from leadership, whether that be, you know, your head of government affairs, whether that be your C-suite, it certainly would get the buy-in for a couple of different reasons. <laughs> One, um, you want them to be able to back you, whether it needs to get approval from your PAC board or whatnot, but also you're going to have to ask them for budget. And, you know, I've been at organizations where, you know, we've had, you know, years where we know our budgets are flat and that is, a, you know, depending on the size of your PAC, that really could be a sizable increase in your budget. So that's, you know, first and foremost, you know, the planning and making sure that you have that, you have that buy-in and your numbers you know, hey, you know, I'm going to set it up this way, whether it's a 50% match, a double match, a one for one match, what's that going to mean budget wise, make sure you have a good sense about that. um, So you can pitch it accordingly. And then, you know, make sure, like I mentioned a little bit about this, but make sure you know how you want it structured. Is it going to be something where, you know, you're only giving to like one internal charity, like my previous employer had, or are you going to be giving to a wide, um, you know, swath of charities? And if you are going to go that route, you need to start looking at vendors because that is, you know, it, it, like I said, it is, it can be time consuming. Um, there's a lot of compliance involved. There's a lot of paperwork involved. And you just want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence. Like I said, you know, we have the qualifying charity language in all of our solicitations because, you know, we don't want to put the CVS Health name in jeopardy by perhaps giving to an organization um, that wouldn't align the company's values. So when you're trying to figure out how you want to set up your pack match, whether, you know, you want to give to one charity or, you know, maybe list four or five, or you just want to open it up to anything, I couldn't recommend enough the value in surveying your audience, whether it just be your pack members or, you know, even a handful of those that are participating and just kind of doing a temperature test of, hey, is this something that, you know, could be compelling to you that would make you interested? And, you know, how would you want it to be set up? And that, I think, really will give you your answer of what is going to be the biggest motivator for your audience. 
You know, Michaela, we've been at this podcasting thing for two plus years and we're coming up on episode 100. And when I hear Betsy Strong talk about surveying your audience and being in contact with your members, I mean, we hear this from PAC directors all the time. They're telling us this, this is the best practice. And if you have a vehicle for reaching out and surveying and taking temperature, then getting questions like this answered are a lot easier overall but it's a must do, right, Betsy, when we're talking about trying to get something like this off the ground. Absolutely. And honestly, like for someone that does have a pack match already, I survey my audience all the time just to say, how do you feel about the pack match? And it's a good indicator that it is one of the biggest benefits that people find in giving to the pack. So Betsy, uh, if anything keeps you up at night on the subject of pack match programs, what would that be? Well, this one, uh, the one thing that does keep me up at night is actually being a victim of my own success. So like I said before, going um, and having to ask for budget for your pack match. So I have a set budget for my pack match. If I am super successful in my job, then I am going to raise enough money that I will outgrow the budget of my pack match. And will they be willing to increase that budget? I don't know. And what does that mean? You know, does that mean I'm going to have to change the structure of my program? What would that do to the benefit? What would that do to the contributors? So that's something that I think about. It's an aspirational problem. (laughs) Well, and I would think too, especially since you give so much latitude in the number of organizations, as your PAC grows, as you have increased members that are participating in the PAC, outside of just the budget, it's also just the sheer volume of checks that you're cutting to all these different organizations. I mean, it could be probably hundreds of organizations, truthfully. So, and I got to imagine that has to be challenging too, because then one of the major benefits is that they've got the their own choice and where they give, but at some point, maybe you do need to scale that back and offer maybe four or five options. This is why we hired, we have a vendor that manages that for me. So I don't even have to worry about that. But I would assume that if if someone was having to manage this on their own, that that is something that they would have to think about. You know, if they didn't have the budget for the vendor, limiting it to a handful of organizations that are near and dear to your organization. So whether you have a relationship with, you might want to identify those few charities and just say, hey, this is another way that you all can participate. Well, Betsy, such great advice and perspective. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. Betsy Strong, Director of Political Programs at CBS Health. Thank you. It was great to be here. And thanks to everyone downloading and sharing the Facts About PACs podcast. Subscribe and meet us right back here next week.